Okay, we're talking Chinuch. So the next Midah I want to talk about today, which is Mamish Nyan Adi Yoma. That is, we obviously focused before the Yom Nerim on the importance of doing Chava as adults. Whether it's Chava Ben Adon Amakim, and what's more importantly, Chava Ben Adon Lachaveri. Let's be honest, it's easier for us to approach Hashem and say Chatanu, Avinu, Pashanu, and we're sorry, and than it is to approach somebody else. Especially if it's in a case where it's not just a friend that you want to be Yetzirah and say, maybe Michael me for everything. Someone you really did hurt, someone really does have a complaint, and uh, to go up and apologize, and do Chiva properly, it's not easy. But you know, that's a Chiva of the time. You know, the Chiva of special service made Chiva is that a person is Timuratis and if someone has been hurt, or we did do something to someone, we spoke to about them, we stole from them, whatever the case might be. So, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable, it's difficult, but it's something a person needs to do. Now, that's for our responsibility as adults. And it's not, yes, it's, it's necessary, but it's not necessarily easy. The question is, what's the right way to... Mechanech children to this idea of doing tshuva. I'm not talking so much about tshuva b'nadam l'makam, but more like tshuva b'nadam l'chaveri. In other words, it's something which is naturally difficult for people, for children as well. So what can we do to facilitate, to make it easier, the process of, of asking for mechila, the process of doing tshuva, the process of saying sorry, whatever we're going to call it, and for children as well. So there's three different parts to what I want to talk about, which is always the same three principles of Chiruch. Number one is in what way a person can be the role model. Number two is in what way a person can facilitate, make something easier for their children. And number three is in what ways, uh, what negative things parents do, or would like you to do, which just go back, which work against Chiruch, which means which are going, the, the effect of which is going to undo uh, whatever whatever we're trying to achieve. And fortunately, that's normally people's instinctive way of dealing with things is the negative one. And therefore, we're going to talk about all three. What a person is meant to be the role model, what a person is meant to do to encourage their children, and what not to do is not to distance them from the goal we want them to get to. So number one, the role model. And I'm saying the one first because it's the hardest for most people and definitely for most parents. And that is, their time as parents make mistakes also. And not just times, often. And often the victim of the mistake is the child. I thought that my child was the one who did something, so I yelled at him about it. I thought that he was the one who was a culprit, so I took something away from him. Whatever it was that I thought, and because of that I punished, or I withheld the privilege, or even to, 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 to give him muscle, to punish him publicly, whatever the case was that I did, based on what I thought had happened. And then, as often is the case, the person finds out more, and feels actually his child wasn't the guilty party or not as guilty as I thought he was, whatever other case it might be. So now, Ba'atsim, to be honest, you've, you've done something wrong. Or you gave someone a punishment they didn't deserve, or whatever other element it is that a parent's done something wrong. And it happens. It happens, parents aren't malachim, and parents make mistakes, especially with their children, because there's so much interaction. And uh, very often, the mistake's based on wrong information, or based on what another child said, which wasn't the complete truth, whatever the reason might be. Parents make mistakes. 
Now the question is, when a parent realizes I wrongly punished my child, or I wrongly blamed him for something he didn't do, whatever it's going to be, so now here's your chance to be the role model. Now, number one, uh, as far as halakha goes, be'etzem, you're responsible. If you're, if you forget someone's feelings, it's a nice story. If you punish somebody for nothing, then it, it might be border on other isurim as well. Okay, so be'etzem, even if a person's a child, we always say this, it doesn't mean children don't feel. So they're very well aware of the fact that they were punished wrongly. Which means, if, it, if uh, when it happens that a child deserves to be punished. Okay, they might not like it, but there's a certain acceptance. It was fair. It was fair. If a, a child's punished unfairly, wrongly, so then it's uh, injustice. And uh, I know I've spoken to Bakram in Yeshiva, who never got over the teacher in second grade who punished him for nothing. We're talking 15 years before. But it doesn't make a difference. There's like a burning sense of injustice. That it doesn't, that it doesn't, doesn't go away. That, that, I, that he was wrong. He punished me for nothing. We embarrassed him in front of the class for nothing. Or in front of the other children. Whatever the case is, and it wasn't deserved. It wasn't me. And therefore, it's something which needs to be addressed. If you want to see how far this goes, I'll show with you a beautiful, beautiful uh, verse from the I think it's from the Vilna And that is, we know that in Megillah Esther. So. But, uh, the critical point of the story, the second party of Achashverosh, when Esther stands up and says, Haman Araz, he's the one who wants to destroy me. So the Pasuk says, the king gets up in his anger and he goes out again to the palace garden. And then he comes back even more angry than he was before. What happened in the palace garden that just woke him up even more. So Chazal says, brought in the Midrash, brought in the Targum Shani as well, that he saw workers chopping down all his trees. So he said, what in the world are you doing? Are you chopping down my trees? So he said, yeah, how many times I chopped down the trees? What? My private garden, these are my cultivated rose bushes, whatever they were. Even how dare he? And he comes back and says, even more than he was before. And I ask the question, it never happened, it wasn't true. These were malachim who came down to chop down trees. How many had nothing to do with the king's garden? And so the question is, you didn't need to find reasons to frame Homer. He did enough bad that you're going to punish him for already. So, well, what does Hashem need to send Malachim to frame Haman in something which Haman never thought about doing, had nothing to do with it at all, and now that because of that you're going to punish him, what you're such an innocent character that you can't find anything he really did wrong. We have to bring Malachim down to stage a, a, a scene which never happened. What is the point of it? The answer is like this. Uh, I think it's on the ground, but it's a very deep point. He says, Hashem wanted the middah, connected middah, against Haman to be complete. Now, Haman wanted to destroy the Jewish people. Nashim, Nashim, Latav, everybody. So he nearly carried it out. But think, had he managed to do that? And all the Jews had been rounded up in any city that they were, just like the Nazis did, and taken out and shot in the forest. Besides the fact that they're killing them, there's going to be a sense of, what did we do wrong? We weren't criminals, we did nothing wrong, we were being killed for nothing. And therefore, they would have died with a sense of, it's not fair. It's not fair. There was nothing we did wrong to kill us. Had Hashem organized that Haman got killed for one of his crimes, so he would have died with a certain sense of, okay, what can I do? I deserved it. But Haman was killed for something he didn't do. And he, went to the, he went to the garage with the same sense of injustice. Well, I'm being blamed for killing, chopping down the tree, king's trees. I never did that. That's not fair. This is a travesty. Let, let Haman feel the full level of the middle connected middle. And that's why Hashem did a nest. He brought Malachim to chop down the trees just that Haman should feel that sense of injustice. Actually, it wasn't fair that he was being killed. 
that was a mirror connected with it. But we see that mirror is true. And that is, if a person gets punished for something that they admit that they deserved, or at least deep down they know it's true, that it's, it's right, they accept it. But for a person to get punished for something that they didn't do, something they didn't do, or to they were wrongly accused of, it, it burns as the, the injustice is, it leaves a sense of indignity, indignance. It's not fair. This wasn't right. Okay, so number one. If as parents, it's impossible to imagine a parent hasn't been over on this unless the children are still too small. But any, uh, we, we make mistakes like this. We blame our children for things which they didn't do or <coughs> wasn't as bad as we thought it was, whatever the case is. So number one, we've done something wrong. We've done something wrong. Now what are you going to do about it? So again, it's not easy to ask Mechila, and not even from your children. But number, it's firstly, you have to do it. If you've hurt somebody for nothing, you have to ask Mechila. Number two, it's the best role model in the world. Because people often judge us, ah, they're just children. Oh, they know I'm a parent, I really mean well. Or I'm sure my kids forgive me, they don't hold it against me. Firstly, that's not true. People, kids do hold it against you. Like I can say, for years and years sometimes. But number two, that's all wrong. If you know you've done something wrong, and the other person knows you've done something wrong to them, then be the role model. Show that the, what you do when you make a mistake is you come in and say, I'm sorry, I apologize, I was wrong, forgive me. And if necessary, I'm going to give you something to make it up with you, whatever it's going to be, that's the right way to act. Besides, for it's the right way to act, clap at yourself. It's the right way to act, clap at your child. Because then they see, when we do something wrong, there's a mahalakha to fix it. And if a parent just shrugs off and says, hey, okay, big deal, I'll get over it. They're going to think the same way. They're going to think the same way exactly. And Mimele, uh, instead of role modeling what you're meant to do when you hurt somebody else, you're role modeling what you're not meant to do. You're teaching them that, okay, it's a big deal, so I hurt someone for nothing, I punished them, I shouted them for nothing, whatever else I did wrong. Okay, but big deal, I don't care. Life comes, life carries on. You're going to teach them to do the same thing. Just last week, a father came to ask me, not on the cradle, but someone. Asked me advice, advice for him. What happened? So one night he wanted to get his kid into bed, and his kid refused to go. And after chasing around the house a few times, he kind of caught him and twisted his arm behind his back and pushed him into bed. So the kid cried himself to sleep. Anyway, so a few days later, he saw that same child uh, basically busy beating up his younger brother. So he says to him, What are you doing? You're hurting for nothing. So the child says, well, you hurt me for nothing, so I can hurt him for nothing too. So that's what she came to ask, what should you do about it? So number one, that's exactly the point you say. There's a certain role model that the parent acts as. So if he thinks, well, you could hurt me because you're bigger than me, and I can hurt him because I'm bigger than him. So the father, the first thing is, do you think it was wrong? And if it was, say, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to hurt you. I was just trying to get you to bed. I don't think I'm allowed to hurt people. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I'm sorry. You, that's the alif. If you see that, it's, it's taken so much to heart. And not only that, it's something which is, you've been providing a role model for. You want to set it straight. And that's the second point. If, even with that, we're talking about the nice volume of a child, which a person's not to make up for, there's a second aspect also. And that is, if the, if the, par- the child sees the parent do something wrong, and how he thinks that's okay. Because my parent did, so how can I do it too? So then it's the same thing. If you, if you want to undo that, the way to do it is to say, go through the trivial process. It was the wrong thing to do. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Or I shouldn't yell at you. I'm sorry, I, I lost my temper. I'm sorry, I said what I said. Whatever it's going to be, number one, it has the effect of somehow taking away the 
kilo, the injustice of what a person felt was unfair. But number two, it also sets right the record of what's right and what's wrong. Now, there are parents who think, no, you can never admit you're wrong to a child. A child has to think that you're perfect. So, in my experience in dealing with children, when they're a bit older as Bachim, I can tell you, I've never met a child who thinks his parents are perfect. On the contrary, it's those parents who want to give that image of being perfect that the child has the most, the children have the most tainas on. It's the other way around. If you want your children to respect you, they have to see you as somebody who they can look up to. And then they have to see you as doing what they think is right, not what they think is wrong, because you're too proud to admit it. Um, just a, a, a small side on this point about being the parents perfect. Um, is there an aspect to um, telling your kid when he asks you for the strongest alpha there is, telling you the strongest alpha there is? I mean, like in, the, in that regard, the confidence that his father can like, beat up everybody? I don't know if that's what you want your kid to think about you, but... Uh, I'm talking about like, you know, like a three-year-old fighting with his friend, telling him that my Abba's going to beat up your Abba. And, and he said, no, yes, don't worry, I'm going to? No, I would just, and, and he asked me, Abba, right, you're stronger than his Abba? So I wouldn't say that, but I'd say, yes, I, I am, but don't worry, I'm very strong. Okay, so, like, so you have to say something to deflect it. You don't want your kids to think that you're going to beat up everyone else in the world. You have to say, don't worry, I'm strong, I'll look after you, whatever the case is. I'll make sure no one hurts you. Whatever way I'm going to do that. Because at that age, the kids are they're very, um, you know, they, they, they think that their parents are like, you know, the... Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm saying so. I'm, I'm not talking about like owning up to stuff. Uh, in, uh, in that regard, yeah, don't worry. I'm here to look after you. I'll take care of you. Whatever it's going to be. Yes, kids should feel confident. Their parents will protect them. The, again, I'm talking now when the, the kids, if they see the parents doing something wrong, or then the right thing to do is admit it and act as a role model. If people make mistakes, even parents, and when that happens, there's a process. What we do, we say sorry. We try harder next time. Now, that's uh, the first point. Like I said, the importance of asking Mechila from your children also, if there's something you think that you did wrong to them. I'm not talking about saying a general ask Mechila for everything you think you did right. No, a parent's job sometimes is to, to do things his parents and his children don't like, because that's part of what I think is important. <coughs> guiding them, or directing, or training them, whatever it is. When, so when I think I was wrong, which means I think I punished someone for nothing, or I think I overreacted, whatever the case might be, Yes, then there's, no, there's nothing wrong with saying to a child, I'm sorry, I think that was the wrong thing. It'll be more me, I'll be more careful, I'll try harder next time. What age? Uh, age that they're old enough to understand what you did. And it's the best role model in the world, because then you're showing the children, by extension, that if you feel you did something wrong, don't just forget about it, there's something to do about it. What do you do if your child complains that your spouse did something wrong? Your child complains that he's a parent. That happens the whole time. So I'll show them bias and say, okay, so let me discuss it with him. Not in front of him. I'll talk to her or him about it, not in front of him. We'll discuss it. And uh, if, if you do, if you take a feel that it's true, which it definitely could be, if you take a feel that it's true, so the thing to do is to convince the spouse to be the one to go with the child. You don't have to be you be, be the judge to call them wrong. Rather go up to them and say, you know, the, the son already feels you did the wrong thing. What do you think? And if the spouse will admit, yeah, it's true, I overreacted, well, I shouldn't have done what I did. So then the right thing to do would be for you to go up and say, I'm sorry, it was a mistake, I won't do it again. Because you're not gaining anything by vilifying your spouse. It makes them look bad and you're just being the judge. Rather, it's better that they should be the ones to come over and say, I'm sorry, what I did it was the wrong thing, whatever it is. It repairs the relationship. And then again, it teaches the child what you do when you do something wrong. Okay, so that's the first point. The first point of role modeling. The second point you spoke about is... What, how to, what to do to encourage a child. Now, this, isn't, this is something which you have to remember. 
take into account that it's not easy to apologize. And it's not easy to say sorry. And even if you're expecting it, and even if it's deserved, but for someone to have to get the courage to do it, um, it's, not, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And therefore, if you're the recipient of an apology, whether you think that it's good enough or not good enough, or you're still upset about what the person did to you, the aleph is, recognize that it was hard for them. And therefore, it's more of a reason to accept it. It's not easy to call up and apologize. And it's not easy to say, I'm sorry and I was wrong. If somebody does that, don't say, saying sorry doesn't help. And I just want to say it again. You haven't achieved anything. It's the other way around. I have to be the, the, the adult in the situation. And I have to look at it from your point of view. Kalakabot. You did something which was hard. You're, you're, you're grown up enough to apologize to say I was wrong, take responsibility and try and fix it. I respect that. Now, sometimes this is going to cost you money. In other words, sometimes the child's wild, he smashes the window. Okay, so you want to, you want to punish him for whatever he did wrong. If the child's going to be big enough to come and say, I'm sorry, it was a mistake, I wasn't careful, I'm sorry I broke the window. So now, you have to be the adult and say, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you, was, you could come forward and admit you did something wrong and apologize for it, and I'm not going to punish you for that. Whatever the situation is going to be. You want us to ex- and we expect that from Hashem as well. If you're going to come forward and do tshuva, we don't say to Hashem, say, okay, but it's not good enough, I'm still going to punish you. No, we expect if you're going to do tshuva, Hashem is going to accept it and not punish us. And that's what we want to do for our children all. <coughs> if, uh, if, we go, if we want to encourage them to do tshuva, which means to admit what they did wrong and apologize what they did wrong, then the, the, the trade has to be that if that's the case, I'm going to let you off, I'm not going to hold it against you. Like a certain aspect that if you're just too childhood, you're like, okay, I'll just break things and then I'll just say I'm sorry, and then it's all right. No, obviously, that's to be a serious mistake. But if you see that it's, it's, it's not a. Just like by Chuvah. Exactly by Chuvah. doesn't accept that. You know, it's, it's just like chilled to the extent of, okay, so I'm say sorry, everything's okay. No, Shem doesn't accept Chuvah like that either. We, don't, we also don't. But if you see that, that it's coming from a place the person feels guilty and they have to come forward and own up to it. Okay, the um, agav. This gets harder when your children get older. It's when you're older. When it's the same thing when your son comes and says, "I'm sorry, that I smashed the car." Uh, so, what are you going to do about it? So then again, there's a certain element to how much you can blame somebody. Yeah, what's the right thing to do? I'm not saying it's always when you say do nothing. I'm saying there's a certain factor to take into account that if a person's <coughs> mature enough to come and admit, "I'm sorry, I was wrong. I did something, and I apologize," we have to make that a factor in uh, accepting it. Okay, so that's, uh, that's uh, the second step. The second step is how to facilitate it, is to, uh, to, to even if we, we're still upset about what the person did wrong, we still feel like we need to try and give them some khidr for that, but still, you have to be marich, the fact that the person is willing to admit and apologize what they did. And when it comes to things which are in speech, and that also happens, sometimes parents say things to their parents that they shouldn't say. And okay, they also, they also have bad medicine, they also get worked out, and also say things they shouldn't say. They say that's the wrong thing to say. I want you to apologize. And if the parents or the child's old enough, you say, I'm sorry, I didn't do that, I want to do that again, good, accept it. That was, it was not, not an easy thing to do. I'm taking this one step further. When children fight with each other, which is, happens the whole time, so if you're going to get to the bottom of who's really the guilty party, who started the fight, or who did whatever they did, whatever the case is, so, before you run to punish, number one is get them to apologize. That's an important part of it. It's not just, well, I'm going to punish now, everything's okay. 
no, you did something wrong, and the thing to do is I want you to apologize. So if I just have two kids fighting, and I decide this was the one who was wrong, so I want you to go and apologize. And say, I'm sorry I hurt you, I'm sorry I took your toys, I'm sorry I, whatever it was I did. That I want to train you to how to say sorry. It's not just, well, I'm going to punch and everything's okay. That, that, that isn't the goal I'm trying to get to. The goal I'm going to get is the person takes responsibility for what they do. And if, it, if they're wrong, then they're going to apologize for it. It's already something. Don't be mazals in that. Don't be mazals in that. It's already something. You talk about the very little kids, and that's okay. It's already something. Yeah. And when they get older, you're going to say more than that. Don't just say sorry. Say, I'm sorry I hate you. I'm not going to do it again. Do it properly. And you can punish it after that. Even if you see they have no regrets to it? Get used to it. Get used to it. If you do something wrong, you say sorry. Again, remember something. I'm training to be an adult. I'm not looking to discipline him as a child. When a son's an adult and they do something wrong, it's not why I'm going to punish you for doing something wrong at the end of the story. He has a time on you. It's a dinner which means you're now responsible to make it up for them. So I want to train my children to do that. It's not that it's the one who hurts the other one, so now I'm going to take care of it. You have a time to him. He's the one who has a time, or she has a time. You have to go up and make it up for them. And yes, a little kid doesn't appreciate that. I'll just say sorry if I told him to. But it's something I'm going to do, which, which becomes more of a thing when they get older. And if the one child complains the other one took their things without permission or broke their thing, whatever it is, and the children are already old enough to be more, more mature, so I'll tell the, the other one, you, you did something wrong, you fix it up. However you want to do that, that's up to you. But this is your achrayis. What if the kid starts learning that a lot of smack messages No, I have to stop them hurting each other. But besides for that, I also want them to apologize. It's not like I'm going to punish you for hurting her and therefore that everything's going back to normal. She's the one who has a time you have to apologize to. You still punish after an apology? Sorry? You'd have to still punish after an apology. Uh, it's better to the other way around. First, say, if you, if you hurt somebody else, I'm going to take a, I'm going to do whatever I do. But, ask them now. but now, I want you to go into something. For the punishment? No, it's two different things. If someone's wrong, and it, it is, again, we spoke of punishment once before in this guidance. Yeah. Punishment is for a reason. It's a terrorist in what I'm doing. It's not time to punish, to take revenge. So if I decide there's a terrorist in it, okay, so that's a terrorist. For example, if the one kid stole the toy from the other kid, so I'll take it away from you. You can't get, take it, steal it and use it. I'll take it away from you. You have no right to use it when someone's using it. But now, I want you to go sorry also. I want you to go say sorry because you did the wrong thing. I want you to apologize. If the child doesn't want to, how do you force him? Because anyway, you're punishing for whatever he did. In case there's a tail, there's a punishment. So, whatever, I don't want to say sorry, punish me. Anyway, you'll punish me because I did something. No, 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 no. no. That, uh, we, must, we go back to what he spoke about punishment. The idea is not going to punish you more, and I'll punish you even more severely then. That's not the point. The point of punishment is that the, the work of the child wants to bet them, uh, feels that, you, that, that you're, uh, you're upset with them, and they want you to, to be close to them again or to, to rebuild the relationship with you. And now you're going to say, one of my conditions is you have to say sorry. So you want to come back and you want to play again? You first you apologize. I said, I don't want to punish you for that. On the contrary, that should be the, the way back. Um, do you take this opportunity to like encourage the victimized child to like forgive? Like, to teach them to forgive also? Or you don't force that? Depends on the child is. It says on the child is, what, what the time is. If it's something small, like, he's, you know, he took my toy away. So, okay, so it's not a big deal. If it's something more significant, it's not always so simple. If the one child breaks the other child's new camera, so you're going to say sorry, I'm sorry. Now you have to give him, it's like costing me a lot of money. So it depends on the situation. How to encourage somebody to forgive and what to, we'll still talk about that, uh, but the first thing is we want to encourage somebody to appreciate 
that if I do something wrong to someone else, then it's my job to apologize to them. It's not just I'm going to get punished on Yetzirah. It's like Hashem doesn't punish us when we're on a There's somebody else you have to make it up with. Yeah. Um, this happened like last week. My, my older kid took my toy from my own bed. And so we took it from her to get it back to the local. And she said, she said, well, you're doing the same thing. I took it from her and you take it away from me. You said, you can't take it from us. So what it's what it's time, you, 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 you're putting it back to where it was. If I'll take away from you from out because I want to play with it, then I'm doing the same thing. But I'm just giving I'm just putting it back to where it belongs. There it is, so give it back to me. Now, that's the second point. There's more many more examples we could give of this idea. But that is we want to encourage the action we want them to do as adults, we want to encourage them as children. And the last point, and that is not to do those things which uh, are going to ruin are going to ruin the, uh, our children's uh, understanding that they have to apologize and uh, like I said instinctively often parents do that it's a mistake the first one is like I said before I'll say it again uh, people say saying sorry doesn't help so why am I saying it so you, try, you basically tell me don't do that it's not going to make a difference that's not true we do want someone to say apologize it does help Maybe there's more to it, but that's for sure going to help. Uh, the second point, and this is also an important point, and that is to say, no, no, to if someone comes to apologize, this is even the halacha for in the shulchan for adults, and that is the halacha is alti achzari, which means that even if someone did do something wrong, but they're coming forward to apologize, don't be cruel, which means don't say I don't accept your apology, I don't want to talk to you. You're destroying any hope of the future that they would apologize again. You say, I tried it, didn't work. Now, if a person has a tiny, he says, thank you, if anyone apologizes, but I want you to pay me also the money damage you caused me, or, or, you, or you spoke a Roshnari about me, I want you to go and tell those people what you said wasn't true, I want you to fix up what you did, that's fine. That's okay, and Allah allows me to do that too. Even in Tfilazak, when you say, I already know you by Israel, chutz from anybody who owes me money, and chutz from anybody who spoke Roshnari about me, because I want them to fix up what they did. And I'm fully entitled to do that. But uh, as far as the apology goes, but not to accept it, besides the Shabbos it's also basically guaranteeing he won't apologize again. Because the person can say, what's it, what's, it what's it worth? I tried, it didn't work, so why should I try again? And uh, it's only for children. It's only for children. If, they, if, if they're going to apologize, we're going to say, no, not interested, I don't accept it. So then, you, you basically trained them, don't try, it's a waste of time. Um... One other point. Can you, can you say that <coughs> I accept the fact that you came to ask me khila, but I need more time. Like, come again and ask again because now it's like too... You know, like, I'm, I'm not ready to be more You can say that, but you don't say come again. So thank you. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm still upset. I'll work on it. But thank you for coming to ask me khila. Well, I, again, I mean, like, let's, let's say you said the example of a teenager who's already crashed the car, right? If you, if you feel like you're just doing the flip service, I'm sorry... No, I didn't say you, 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 I didn't say that you shouldn't tell them okay, so you pay for it. That's a different point. But I said if a person comes to apologize, you have to realize it's not easy to do that. So to own up to something and come forward with myself and apologize is easy. So you have to be married for the fact that someone comes to apologize. I didn't say therefore you don't have to ask them to pay for the damage you cause. But there's, there's a certain hakara that I have to give value to the fact that someone apologizes. Even if you don't feel they're feeling legitimate about what they're saying? It's legitimate. They said that they did it. They owned up to the crime and they apologized for it. Um, again, it doesn't mean there's no other consequence. And once again, even by Shemaim, it's like that. 
if Shiva's Lishma, then I shouldn't accept it in place of everything else. If it's Shiva's Lishma, so there could still be usury and more other things, whatever else it has to do. And it's been on the Chavir, but it still has to pay. Shiva's not going to change that. But I still it's accepted as Shiva. A, person's, a, a person came forward and I'm not what they did. That's already something which is worthwhile. And uh, the other point, <coughs> also the last point I want to talk about, uh, it's also a mistake uh, parents make. And uh, it's, a, it's a mistake. It's a psychological mistake and it's a mistake in Kinuch too. And that is that if you love someone, you don't have to say sorry to them. There's such a theory. That it's okay, because we're family, because we love each other, so you don't have to apologize. That's a big mistake. It's not true. It's not true. On the contrary, it's Dafka when there's closer relationships, people are more hurt by what other people do. And therefore, just say, no, because we're close to each other, so that means, it means you don't have to apologize, it's a mistake. In that way, then, same thing within any close setting. You say, oh, we're such good friends, or it's my husband, it's my wife, whatever it's going to be. So why should I apologize? We're so close. It's not true. It's not true. Even in terms of Dafka, because people are close, they're more hurt by what they see as what someone else did. And therefore, the best thing to do is apologize and show it wasn't intentional. I'm sorry, I didn't want to offend you. I want to repair the relationship, whatever it's going to be. It's, it's a wrong ashkafa, and it's also wrong psychologically to tell people, no, you don't have to apologize to friends. You don't have to apologize to family. It's not true. You do. You do. And uh, the idea is that and as the point of apologizing, the point of asking Mechila, isn't as much as it's difficult for somebody, but their goal is it's meant, to, it's meant to repair a relationship. It's meant to bring us closer. And that's the last point. It's, uh, I'll just quote the Rambam, Come and the minus at Shiva. Amesh, yesterday, before person to Shiva, he was a Sonui, Mushukats, he was hated, he was despised. Mispalel, Nane, he get diamonds and not answered. Aisim Mitzvah, Sokari Moisim Bafanov. He has Mitzvahs and they get ripped up. Amesh, Vahayom, and today, is Ov, Varotsi, Mispalel, Vanane, Miyad, Aisim Mitzvahs, Makavra Moisim Baratsan. It's Ram Karakzan, Yachashava. And what's the Shiva we're talking about? If you look at it, the Ram is not talking about the Shiva Shlema, the person's gone through all the price of Shiva. The Shiva is, he comes to says, I'm sorry for what I've done wrong. It's just the beginning of Shiva, and that's enough to change his status from being hated and despised and, and, and ignored to being loved and wanted. And that's what a person's meant to respond. If a person's coming, again, I'm not talking about the person who's just, let me get it over with him, just to say it was me. A person who's coming to apologize, but Etzim is because I feel bad about the fact that what I did caused the distance or caused us to be enemies or caused us to dislike each other, whatever the case is. And, there, and what I want from saying sorry is that that's the first step towards rebuilding a relationship. So if a person feels that that's an aspect of what the person's saying when they apologize, so then it's in your point to take that step to try and recover them. You know, to try accept it, and if I'm willing to bring you to rebuild that relationship, for sure, for a child. And definitely, I'm not talking about little children. I don't understand this part. But for older children. So I'm sorry for all the times I didn't listen to you. I'm sorry for all the times I wasn't respectful. I'm sorry for all the times I said things which were inappropriate, whatever the case is. But underneath that is, and I'm sorry for the effect it's had on our relationship. And if that's the case, accepting the, the apology is making the first step towards rebuilding that relationship. That's an important part of Kabbalah's Shavasa. And again, coming back to Hashem, Erpem Shavasam, Ayavim Nadava. When Christ will come back to the Shavasam, Hashem says, I love them more than before. Because if we're coming back to saying, Hashem, we realize that we're so distant because of what we've done wrong, and we want us to make a step to changing that, fine, Hashem takes the first step. I'll give you more love than you had before. Shalom, shalom, la rochik, la korif. And that's we should em- try to emulate the Dark Hashem in that area also. And that's the best incentive that there is f- f- 
for someone to come forward and apologize because I realize it's going to help, it's going to improve things in the future.